This is Gary. I'm listening to Thinking Out Loud. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I have a feeling I'm going to be cursing quite a bit more on this one. So, if you don't like the ones where I curse as much, you may not be just wanting to listen to this one. It's going to be a little more free-flowing. On the last podcast, I didn't really... I tried to stay away from discussing Trump and... All that sort of, because it's just chaos, isn't it? but you <clears throat> can only get away from it for so long when it just sort of rears its ugly head and you just have to sort of confront it. You know, we have a, uh, we have a person who is not well that is currently serving as White House, you know, the President of the United States. Um, you know, he's... I mean, Mr. Trump is not fit to be much of a leader of really anything, you know. Um, That's really the weird thing, you know, because, like, the things he said fully out in the public, if I was an employer and I saw that one of my employees was behaving that way, um, it it would cease to be an employee because, yeah, that would be a poor representation of a you know, a good company, so, um, but what is it, you know, what, what will it take, is there anything, you know, do people care at all, if their only defense of Trump is to start talking about the Democrats, um, they're, they're obviously, they're obviously kind of aware of the kind of pacts that they made, you know, and, and who it is that Trump is, if you don't like the Democrats, then vote for somebody else, you know. It, there isn't literally only two organizations in, in this country. Those are just the only two that the media talks about. But uh, there is the Libertarian ticket, the Green Party, the Socialist Party, the Constitutionalist Party. There is even the Communist Party. You, know, um, you obviously don't really want to vote for that one because it's basically... It's, if it was to ever win, it would mean surrendering the right, you know, communism is basically illegal. It's just like fascism is basically illegal. You have every right to think that fascism is great, but once you start engaging in fascist actions, you're going to be, you know, causing harm to people. You know, it, it's it's a violent government. So you would be, in fact, you know, breaking the principles set forth in the Constitution if you engage in fascist actions. Um, it, it requires a sort of criminality to it uh, because it's it's uh, a completely sort of cruel, corrupt, uh, authoritarian, uh, divisive, violent uh, style of rule. And it is the style of rule that uh, Mr. Trump is very much encouraging for his own personal interest. I don't think... I'm not sure how much he truly understands what fascism is. He's not a student of history. He's not a very smart man. His, uh, you know, range of knowledge is pretty limited. And even in the specialty of real estate, which he's supposedly, you know, his, he's supposedly a genius at real estate, that particular area he's not really necessarily an expert in, you know. Donald Trump is just the guy with his name on the buildings, you know, he, he doesn't really actually run those entities, 
you know, every decision had to come through him and stuff. But it's other people that are actually, you know, doing all the doing. You know, he, he doesn't really do anything. It's just, uh, I never really thought we would get this far into it. You know, um, like when he was running for president in 2015, 2016 for the umpteenth time or whatever, you know, he'd, he'd been running for president since the early 1990s. Uh, you know, it, I, I never really cared what party he was running for, whether it was Democrat. He, he used to be a Democrat. He donated money to the Democratic Party, including Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was at his wedding. Um, you know, he, he was a Democrat. He just sort of switched allegiance. You know, he just kind of switched his political affiliation to the Republican. He's the same guy. You know, his opinions didn't really change. He, he used to be uh, very adamant on pro-choice, but the Republican Party requires its candidates to be pro-life. So he said he was pro-life. Uh, it's not really that much of a thing with him. If he had gotten one of his porn stars that he fucked pregnant, uh, he probably would have had her have an abortion. He, he, yeah, you, you know, because he doesn't really have the same view on abortion as like the pro-lifers do that are like kind of absolutist. Donald Trump doesn't believe that. It's not like his view on abortion just instantly, you know, oh, yeah, no, absolutely never. Uh, n no. Uh, no, no, he was he was pro-choice choice, uh, most of his adult life, especially because he was a, you know ran as a Democrat. But he was also a Reformed Party candidate. Uh, the year he ran Reformed, that organization went with Pat Buchanan instead, and he ended up getting like you know two percent of the vote or something. But uh, Trump had been running for president since before many of the people voting for him in 2016 were even born. Because, uh, yeah, he'd been running for president since, like, the late 80s, early 90s. You know, he'd, he'd done it a bunch of times. It was not new. Uh, but he was one of those guys that just always... He's one of those celebrities that was just kind of famous for being famous. You know, he didn't really do anything. It's just like, hey, and you know, they'd have, like, the fucking... Uh, what, what was it? Entertainment Tonight. And it would show some thing in some Hollywood party or whatever the fuck... And there was Donald, and then it just kind of moved. But it's, it's not like, there's not even, you know, and they'll just say what we're saying, like the real estate mogul, Donald Trump. What does that mean? What does he do? He owns big buildings. Oh, okay. And then he buys these expensive things. That's so neat. Why are we supposed to give a fuck? Uh, like, yeah, you know be all these interesting people at this party, but for whatever reason, the cameras would, like, you know, go on to Donald for a bit, and he would, you know, make some schlocky, stupid shtick, you know, that he does, and say some stupid thing, or... And then the cameras, you know, pan on to something else or whatever. It's just... It never made any sense. I, I didn't. I never understood the appeal. Going back to like age, you know, nine, ten years old, I'm forty years old now. You know, been aware of that fucking idiot Donald Trump for thirty years, and now we're in the like final few months of his 
term as fucking president of the United States? Like, what the fuck is this country? Like, clearly and obviously, there's like tons of people that just don't give a fuck. They just, they're like, fuck it. You know, because their lives are not as good as they want them to be. They would like to be. So they, they just want to go full on. <laughs> I don't even, do they even know what they're trying to get? You know? Let's, let's have a society where if you don't like someone, you can just shoot them. Uh, no, that's a bad idea. That's really dumb. You know? Like, like what the... F it's, just, it's just frustrating that so many people, like millions, are just f fully out in the open embracing sort of a clear and obvious wrong, you know? You you get in the you get your stupid Trump flags going and you get a big caravan of vehicles, trucks and shit all trumped out. And you start shooting, even if it's just paintball guns, you start shooting at random people while you're going into a city, like fuck you. Fuck you. Like you gotta knock that shit off, man. You know? That that ain't cool. Like it, you're not jackass. It, it's not like funny or something. No, you're you're trying to start shit, and it's fucked up. Okay, because the thing you're fighting for, it's gonna fuck you up too. You don't win in fascism. Nobody does. The other, the different, is everyone. No one is safe in a fascist government. And a fascist government is very much in one in which it caters to the whims and desires of one person. One person, really. That's basically what it is. And it's as corrupt as shit. It's, it's evil. It's a horrible, horrible style of government. And that is what Donald Trump represents. And I think a lot of his most arduous supporters that are engaging in that kind of shit, you know, getting a little sort of goofy militia of people and just trying to start shit just just to see you know see how people respond create tension just to do it and for the cause of what trumpism you know american fascism that's that is what it is yes donald trump is a fucking idiot he's a fucking clown he's a this fucking buffoon of our society that has been around for decades. And that's what he was. That's what he was famous for. He was famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, bankrupt, uh, being racist, sexist, stupid, and then being in a game show host. And that's what he was famous for. So there's a certain degree of dismissiveness of this whole thing because of how incompetent and stupid Donald Trump famously is. It's like, well, obviously we're not going to go that far. No, he's got like loyal minions around him. He's got all kinds of enablers around him. There's some real vicious, cruel, nasty people that are around him. There's others that are around him that are doing the best they can to sort of have some semblance of humanity in the executive branch of the government. But others are fully on board. It's quite a clusterfuck in the executive branch of the government right now. And um, Donald Trump is at the helm. He's yearning for more division and hatred. He's, uh, you know, he, he was unwilling 
to say anything negative about the 17-year-old kid who murdered two protesters. Nothing. Because he was a Trump fan, that kid. He's been listening diligently to the Trump message. So he felt inspired to take to the streets of his hometown with a military-style assault rifle. And then he ended up murdering two people. One of them was killed as he was tackling the kid. So this sort of like, I mean, I'm all about turn the other cheek, but what, what the fuck are you supposed to do in this fucking militia just to invade your fucking city? And they're not just wearing paintballs. They're not just shooting paintball guns. They're shooting lethal weapons like that fucking kid in Wisconsin. Now what? Th this is no good, you know? And we can always hope that the Republican Party will rise to the challenge and do the strong ethical thing. And oh, fuck. no, oh yeah, no, that's yeah, that's sorry. yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, one could hope, yeah, one one could really hope that the Republican Party, one with Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan, Marco Rubio. Oh, that they'll come together and say no to Trump and stop him from doing this and then agree to actually remove him from office because he's clearly and obviously unfit to be president and he's trying to instill a fascist government, which is illegal in the United States of America. This is a democracy. But, uh, unfortunately, my optimism at such a thing, you know, those particular individuals specifically, you know, growing a backbone and actually doing the right thing that they had the power to do a few months ago, but they were too chicken shit to do anything about it. Well, Donald Trump is a Republican, so we got to stick with him. I mean, how embarrassing is the Republican Party as a brand? Their best, the best that that organization had to offer the public of the United States of America, the best they, they chose of their entire rank of all the people that are in their organization, their number one candidate was Donald fucking Trump. That's the guy that that fucking organization picked. They nominated him. They certainly didn't have to, you know, it's an organization. It's a political organization. They can nominate whoever the fuck they want. Primaries or whatever. It's to get an idea of who the people want. Anyone can register for any of the parties just by registering as that particular party. How did so many quote real like Republicans vote Donald Trump? Well, because a bunch of people that had never registered as Republican before registered as Republicans just so they could vote for Donald Trump. Because he's clearly and obviously different. I mean, he's a fucking, he was a fucking game show host. Like, <clears throat> fucking, I, <clears throat> it just, <sighs> like, I mean, life is so short, you know, life's so precious and short. It's like, why do we have to do this shit? You know, why, why do we have to have this fucking why can't we do better, you know? And I get if Joe Biden isn't, like, super inspiring, but at least he's not going to allow militias to just invade your city or some shit. 
or cage up children because they don't have papers when they're walking across the desert. That's just wrong, you know? There's too much that Donald Trump does and represents. It's just wrong. It's not... It's, and it's not like wrong if you're religious or something. It's just wrong because it's wrong, you know? And, and it's like he's encouraging people's worst impulses because uh, that's what he's always been. He's the kind of embodiment of excess and, you know, seven deadly sins and all that. Greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, uh, sloth. What is that? I had to memorize those. I remember those when I was going through confirmation as a kid. But he's he's always been... And and he and that's the weird thing about him being president now. Because for me as a kid, like when I was starting to get a little into church and stuff, you're learning about good and evil, heaven and hell, and all that kind of thing. And then he would appear on TV sometimes, you know, it was either because he like he, you know, bankrupted a company or something, or he was just at some, you know, fancy party, or he was opening some building, tall building with his name on it. He was never really doing anything of substance. He never really think, had anything good to say, but he was always just kind of showing off how much money he had. And that was just kind of it. You know, and he, he was, uh, you know, always cheating on his wives and stuff and <coughs> divorced. You know, he's on his third wife now. And um, and he was also a, a well-known racist, sexist, kind of kind of buffoon, too, you know. Um, I I kind of knew, like, the art of the deal. Like, I remember when that came out, and I, it kind of was like, I remember even as a kid being kind of suspicious of, like, him writing a book because you know I'd heard him he and just I couldn't imagine it being interesting but for whatever reason throughout the 80s and 90s uh, the media was just infatuated with Donald Trump I, I have no idea why. I, I never, I just never understood why, like, why we were supposed to know. And now it's almost like, now I understand. Because he was going to be president one day. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay. Now I understand why I, like, why he appeared so much on TV. And why I just was, like, always kind of, on the back of my mind, like, you know, that's what not to be in life. You know, yeah, he's got lots of wealth and toys and privilege and that looks all neat and stuff but he doesn't really stand for anything you know he's just a cruel person then i remember when i was like 11 or 12 years old donald trump uh, had a full page ad in the new york times demanding that the five teenagers accused of a crime be executed it's commonly referred to as the um central park five and those teenagers weren't much older than i was at the time and they looked like friends of mine you know, and yeah, you know, Don Donald Trump was this positive they were guilty. But I, I remember that story, you know, it was that kind of stuff, that kind of like, like real overt, like kind of in your face kind of racism. That's almost kind of, well, it is jarring, you know, it's, but it's like, I don't know, maybe it was, I guess at the time, subtle enough or something that people didn't just 
I, I, I never really know why, like, because he never apologized for it or anything. He just, his views stayed exactly the same, but the media just kept putting him on TV. You know, mainstream media doesn't put David Duke on TV. Why are they putting Donald Trump on TV? But that was another way he uh, continued his fame, horror ride, you know, uh, after his game show was kind of winding down, The Apprentice, that he hosted. Uh, he went on one of his other most, probably th his most famous racist thing. Uh, he claimed without evidence that uh, Barack Obama was not born in the United States. The reason he was saying that? Well, A, to get publicity. So he, so he could just have, you know, if the cameras are going to be on him, he's going to try to say something. You know, he, I don't think he even knows or cares what the fuck he's saying most of the time. But he knew that if he said something racist and stupid, um, that, I don't know, people would watch it or something. Because he does have those racist views, you know, that's part of his story. You know, it's well known, it's common knowledge. I don't know why people didn't know that. But it was all based on racism. It's, it's, the, it's kind of overt, in-your-face kind of racism. But we're so used to kind of not having that as much anymore, especially among sort of more mainstream kind of celebrities or whatever that we, like, didn't know what to do about it, so we just kind of kept putting him on the news and just kind of gave him the mic and put the cameras on him and just let him spout out racist shit on primetime news networks. And they let him do it for, like, several years, like, throughout the Barack Obama presidency. Many different media outlets did this, including talk shows and stuff, too. It was just weird, you know? Like, why do we have to give him a platform? Alex Jones has Infowars. He has his own thing that he spouts off as bullshit. There you go, you know? It's free speech. You, you want to say your f stupid shit? You're, I don't believe the Buck is born America because of Daddy Kennan and his middle name is Houtain. All right, you, you can believe whatever you want to believe, man. I, I don't give a fuck, but CNN don't need to, you know, talk to you. That, that, that was the confusing part. But that doing that, though, it created brand awareness for the fucking guy, you know? A greater level of brand awareness. That's the, the old adage, any publicity is good publicity. So it increased his brand, Trump. What is the Trump brand? It's like schlocky, fucking, overpriced, fucking, arrogant dickhead product, you know? Woo! Want to buy some meat at Sharper Image? I know a great place to get a great steak, man. Sharper Image. What a great place to sell a fucking steak. What a fucking idiot. God. Did he even pass mar like marketing 101? I mean, I guess it's more just do anything just to 
be out in the eye. Even if even if you're known as a, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that is part of it too. I've always felt a sort of weird, I don't know if it's connection or, but sort of like a, like a, like a opposite or something, you know, like the, you know, like what not to be, what not to aspire to. But then I took a, I remember taking a skill test in high school, you know, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a Marine and then it was like Air Force pilot and then, you know the dreams of course professional athlete professional baseball player basketball player those kind of things but i graduated high school as five foot eleven i can barely grab the rim so i had really no idea what the fuck i was going to do as i was getting ready to graduate high school i think it was senior year i took that test and it said uh business it said i had an app for business so i was like oh okay i'll do that I guess I'll pick business and I just kind of stuck with it even as you know kind of some of it was just kind of dry and I wasn't real into it and then I don't know money's nice and all it's can be a little easier when you have a little bit more but sometimes it's not really any easier once you, once you have a certain amount getting more doesn't really doesn't really do much but there's some levels where it's like a little bit more. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. There we go. Now, now we're like, now we got a bit of a cushion. Not too many times I've had that, though. I think I'm getting to a point now, though, where I'm getting into that kind of groove, hopefully. Taxes and garnishments are take bite, though. But... Getting back to like the, you know, weird sort of, I don't know, I guess intrigue with them or something or not, there's enough fascination or awe or anything or, or even respect for. It's, it's more just like a, it kind of encamp, encapsulates like the whole, the kind of dichotomy of the United States. The American dream, you know, that kind of, it's kind of the dark side of it, you know, a guy that just was kind of born wealthy, and then because he was born wealthy, was able to just kind of do whatever he wanted, and there was not really any consequence for anything that he did, even when he really, like, screwed up people's lives, like, badly, throughout his life, he, he really didn't have to do anything, you know, like, ever, you know. You pay some small fee or something. You know, you transfer some debt, one ownership stake in one thing over to another thing or whatever, and you know, or he'd create some goofy thing and it would go bankrupt within a year or two. But because there was, you know, fixed capital assets with it, there was still value. So you know, creditors would take it over, and then he would get to stay on. And at some level of ownership, as long as he didn't have anything to do with the running of the company. They would get, like, you know, adults to actually run the casino. There's no reason for a casino in Atlantic City or Las Vegas to ever go bankrupt. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of competition, but people go there to gamble. So, there's plenty of resources 
you know, the Nevada Gaming Commission, if you're going to go to Vegas, you should, if you're going to open a casino, you should become uh, very uh, personal with them or whatever, you know, get to know them and understand implicitly what, you know, what the rules are and stuff. And, and probably talk to other casino owners just to, you know, it's competitive, but it's also, it's like a whole community. So you just got to fit in with the flow. Pretty good amount of investment, of course, to get going. But yeah, the the old adage, the house always wins. That, that they don't literally always win, but yeah, they always win. So yeah, if you're managing your casino just fine, there's no really any reason to go bankrupt. If you're the CEO of a big company, you should pay yourself a fairly modest salary. If you're the president of a big company or whatever, a fairly modest salary. But your definition of modest is, is up to you, but relatively modest. And then the, the rest of your income, though, ties very, to very specific revenue quota type numbers, you know, very specific kind of net profit of the said company and some sort of percentage of that. Um, if you're paying yourself $400,000 a month right off the get-go, uh, you're setting yourself up for disaster. Uh, that's a high likelihood that you're going to uh, run out of resources uh, to keep your business open. But that is something, uh, that is a very thing that Donald Trump indeed did uh, with one of his ventures. Uh, his salary was 400000 a month. So the reality is many of his companies were just schemes. You know, he, he is a con man. Uh, there's a reason that U.S. banks... Not just U.S. bank, that particular bank, but banks that are here in the United States of America, banks, plural, stopped lending Donald Trump money. He had to go overseas to get money to start up new companies because, yeah, he's a con man. So the, these companies that he was creating weren't really intended to create a profit necessarily what you do is you create this thing that looks good enough on paper to be legit good enough certainly to get some kind of business loan or what have you and to get some investors then you kind of get some basic skeletal looks of a legit business going and then you just sort of expense all kinds of shit out you know you pay yourself all kinds of money with the money that was given to you to run the business and uh, you buy all kinds of fancy things for yourself um, and then you, you just expense it all out you just drink a even better explanation of what I'm talking about is in the movie Goodfellas uh, when uh, Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci's characters are uh, sitting in the car outside the the restaurant <clears throat> that's about to go on fire after a yeah, because the poly uh, got the one guy to, he was going to go into business with him. Fuck you, pay me. Fuck you, pay me. I mean, so that's, you know, that that's basically what, that's what Trump's, <laughs> that's what they were. Uh, except it was slightly different in that regard than that he was actually, in many cases, starting from, from a, there would be nothing, so it'd just be, blank real estate and there would be some basic beginnings of built of building of a real thing in some cases a 
you know, Taj Mahal, uh, Trump uh, Taj Mahal or whatever casino. That casino was actually built. It's just it used massive amounts of money unrelated to the building or to the running of the casino on other things that were not business related um, and just kind of went straight into Trump's pocket. But in that case, because the thing that they built actually has value, it's, you know, it's a building, it's a casino with slot machines in it and, you know, floors, gaming floors, all, all that has value. So even though the entity running it didn't know what they were doing and went bankrupt, creditors are going to see the income potential in that particular casino that's already there, you know, just get some rebranding, get the Trump name off of it. Uh, for some people, the Trump name is appealing. For most others, it's kind of a, it's a deterrent. It's like, oh, no, I'm not, not going there, you know. <laughs> I'll go to any other casino except that one. It's Trump's, you know. That's probably part of the thing with the branding. So what you do is, you know, the since there's already a casino there, new, new investors get in. They run it differently, better, you know, have a, you know, maybe better trained staff, more diligent accounting and money standards and stuff. Best part for Donald Trump, though, he gets to retain some level of ownership and, uh, you know, still get to, you know, some kind of dividend or whatever. He just cannot be involved in any of the day-to-day -day operations of that particular company. So that's, that's who he is, though. So, uh, you know, one of the reasons I think... It's been running for president for so many years is that, well, hey, you know, why not? It's great publicity, you know. I don't, I don't think he ever really expected to win. It's just great publicity, you know. Most recently, he was when he was running for president in 2016, uh, his show The Apprentice was still on the air. And, uh, you know, he was still very much promoting that show. So running for president and media outlets actually taking it seriously the Republican Party actually letting him speak at a primary even though he's not really Republican he's not really anything he's just Donald Trump he's the head of the Trump organization the Trump organization is the organization that represents Donald Trump and Donald Trump is the guy that is the head of the Trump organization the Trump organization is the organization that promotes Donald Trump they build big buildings well, they, but they don't really build them actually they just put their name on them to, so that you know that it's affiliated with Donald Trump. He's the head of the Trump Organization, and the Trump Organization is the organization that promotes Donald Trump. And, yep, that, that's it. He doesn't really build buildings. He, he's not an architect. Um, his, like, top woman in command, one of the highest-ranking women in the Trump Organization over the 80s and 90s or whatever architect she's the one that like designed and built his buildings and stuff and uh, many of the companies or the buildings with Trump name on it uh, were not built at all by the Trump organization they're, they're just buildings that were already there that paid Trump a fee uh, to have his name on their building How do people get into such a thing where they would want, yeah, like why would, why would anyone pay Donald Trump to have his name on their building? 
don't I don't even understand the, the it's just so confusing you know but that's one of the that's another one of his revenue streams because um, a lot of those the Trump buildings throughout the world Trump owned properties they're Trump owned or whatever but not really they're like leased they're the the name they're paid a fee so that that name could be on there but usually it's the opposite but that that's why it's weird because it's like Trump and the Trump organization they're they're, they're like two in the same. There's not really a difference between the human being, Donald Trump, the character persona, Donald Trump, that's been on TV and movies and a game show host. He had a cameo in Home Alone 2. And the Trump organization. They're all kind of one in the same. You know, they're, it, all three's purpose is to promote Trump. And, and that's it. And, and, and Trump or Trumpism is just... Um, elevating and praising Trump and and doing all things that Trump wants that that's actually truly what Trumpism is it's just sort of praising absolutely Trump so that Trump can continue doing whatever he wants uh, whenever he wants what are his thoughts on others I, that he doesn't really care it, he just he just wants to get more famous have more money and more power and anyone that stands in the way he wants to just you know have them removed or whatever and so that he can do whatever he wants just a I don't know what people got going in their lives when a guy like Trump is someone though who kind of but you you'd really put your life in his hands trump uh you know like i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't i mean i don't I suppose i'd invite him to dinner I have to keep an eye on him though kind of gotta be I don't think he'd be a very good dinner guest, Mr. Trump, because, uh, but I don't know, is I wonder if he's just always that persona, just all the time, reports seem to indicate that he is that, you know, screaming and yelling at people because, you know, he's not able to do what he wants because the thing he wants to do is, you know, illegal, or it's just defies all sort of standards and code of conduct for a president but he just doesn't get it he's just you know he's again he's not a learned person he's not a student of history um it's just not really what trump is he's just really kind of all of our collective kind of worst traits all kind of embodied in one person is what trump is you know he and it's we get to kind of like see what it would be if you go fully the opposite of what it sort of lays out in in the the teachings in the gospels according to matthew mark luke and john 
the type of behavior that's laid out in those the sort of overarching themes forgiveness do unto others as you would have them do unto you sort of empathy for others feeding the hungry carrying the sick compassion Donald Trump is the antithesis of those kind of ideas and and it's he's, he's so overt about it so obvious about it it's like he's really daring those people that are going to church every Sunday and really saying they believe something he's really daring them to come out and really speak up I suppose he's been daring me for several years, decades now, to be more vocal, I guess. I don't, um, like I curse and stuff, you know. So how could I possibly be a Christian, you know? How could I, I don't go to church that much. I guess in my defense, Jesus was Jewish. He never went to church, ever, because the church didn't exist during his lifetime. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't really feel like it's a mandate. I just, for me personally, when I need to go to church, I go. And I just, uh, I needed to go to church um, probably a few months ago. So I went, and it was good. My old church in Oak Harbor, it was good just to stop by for a bit. It was just a weekday, but that's kind of how it was uh, when I was a kid. I would just kind of pop in there at random times and stuff. It was just very comforting. But, um, and it was always, you know, just kind of open um, back in the day. But, uh, you, you know, because there would always be someone there, you know, so there's always you know, someone to talk to and stuff. But it's a little different vibe now, and I'm not a member of that church anymore, although there's a lot of people that still go there, So, but it was a little probably a little awkward for them this I think they thought I was homeless <laughs> oh boy but they still you know let me hang out for a bit it was good so that is what I am I, I, I do believe I I guess I'll be more definitive and just say I am Christian I think it's just easier that way I just I kind of went by calling myself agnostic for a while, mostly just because uh, I still, you know, believed in teachings of Jesus. I just, I didn't go to church, and I don't really believe with a lot of stuff that the evangelicals go with. Like, I don't really believe in voting for a candidate purely on the abortion thing. Like, I just, I can't do it. It's just, uh, it's too simple, you know. Um, God gave us free will, you know, not simple minds. Uh, our brains are complex. Um and so, since it's been simplified, though, the, the simple way for me is I don't really think the federal government should be dictating to American citizens what type of medical procedures they can engage in. I don't really think that's the federal government's business, regardless of what medical procedure it is. It's just, I don't, that's, that's not the federal government's business. Whatever your position is on a certain particular procedure, that's your position, and you're allowed to have it. You're you're free to, you know, I'm not getting that procedure, okay, you know, or whatever, you know. 
to, for me, sometimes it take, helps to just think more broadly. And so for that specific thing, it is a medical procedure that has existed for a long, long time before many of us that are here right now were, were even born. It, if you're uncomfortable with it, if it's not a procedure that you would ever seek out, okay, that's okay. Yeah, I don't believe the federal government should have the opposite either. Any sort of, you know, sort of uh, mandate that you get one or something. Like, you know, China has had at certain times because of overpopulation. I don't think that's good either. Government wants to advise, you know, uh, give information on, uh, invest in sex education, you know, health care, yeah. Um, better, you know, investigators of sex crimes and stuff. Those could all possibly lead to lower abortions if that's your goal. Banning them, though, um, is, is illogical. It, it, it doesn't really make any sense. Again, whatever your beliefs are and how passionate they are, you're, you're, you're allowed to have them, you know. You know, thumbs up to you for feeling so passionate about it. I'm not gonna, you know, my position is more the federal government shouldn't be dictating to the citizens what type of medical procedures they're allowed to have. That that's not the federal government's business. I'm a small government. I like small government. So make sure the roads are paved. You know, make sure like when we turn the lights on that they work. You know, and uh, make sure, like the the schools are well built and the, the well staffed. You know, stuff like that. New books are in there. You know, and the schools have you know stuff for the kids to do. You know, high quality stuff. You know, you know, good art programs and music and stuff like that. Again, this is all like small, like the just the basics, the the basics. You know. I don't need you dictating to me what type of medical advice I can get or whatever. I don't. I don't need you in my business in there. You know, just you know, bugger out. But uh, yeah, making sure that you know the air is clean. That seems, yeah, that's pretty damn basic. You know, we we are human. We breathe air. We we do. You know, so it. We shouldn't be breathing toxic air. That that would be bad. It's not good for you to breathe toxic air. So let's not do that. That's again a pretty small basic thing. Let's make sure that the air is not toxic and highly polluted. Same with like water and soil and stuff, you know? Yeah. So like some sort of environmental protection agency. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. An organ, you know, a governmental entity specifically focused on protecting the environment. Yeah, because it's, you know, important. Um, we all live on a planet that is finite in size. It's not getting any bigger. <laughs> yeah. And um, we're kind of delicate creatures in a way, really. You know, we, we kind of require a very specific kind of level of oxygen, nitrogen in the air. We need a certain amount of water and stuff. And... Yeah, you know, a certain amount of food, and so, you know, we, we can't just keep 
polluting and or just sort of denying the realities of you know climate change and all that sort of thing just hoping that it goes away and just maintaining course you know there's clearly and obviously going to be effects from that that are going to be far more dire than just kind of you know whatever the things that have been going on recently um so no okay you got kind of All that to say that there's way too many people that are going to church every Sunday, reading the teachings of Jesus, that are, they, they were convinced at some point, I don't know when, but at some point in time, that like they had to vote Republican, like they, that, that was the only option. Not understanding that the Republican Party is just a political organization. It's not a set of principles, you know. You don't have to take some sort of sacred oath to be a Republican. You just have to declare yourself one, do well in an election, you know, or at least at the beginnings of the election, so that they'll give you money and support you, and then that's it. You're in the game. You win an election with an R next to your name, they'll just keep supporting you. You just got to put an R next to your name. That That's it. It doesn't really matter what you believe, including even on the thing of abortion. Donald Trump will tell you whatever you want to believe. He's just been sticking with the pro-life, anti-abortion uh, platform for the last few years because it's been more politically advantageous. No one ever really bought him as a Democrat. It was pretty far-fetched to believe that arrogant, smug, wealthy asshole could ever be a Democrat, but... The reality is, is there are Democrats that are kind of not really that much different than Trump. You know, people get confused. They see that D and they just assume that that, per that person's going to be, oh, obviously more uh, empathetic to the working class poor and uh, unions and stuff like that. But pff, no, not always, man. You know, you got to do some research. You can't just bloat vinely because they got a fucking letter next to their name. Having said that, you can easily just not vote R until they get their shit together. The, the Republican Party is, you know, they, they nominated Donald fucking Trump in 2016 to be president of the United States. They couldn't find anyone else in their entire organization worthy of nominating. Not one single fucking person. They had a primary, but... They, and then they wheedled it down to Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio. Oh, that'll... How does... I mean, of the three, I would go Marco Rubio, then Ted Cruz, and Donald Trump a distant third. I mean, this thing is just kind of... Yeah, Rubio and Cruz would be, obviously they would be better than Trump, you know, I mean, Ted Cruz is a smug, arrogant asshole, but at least he's smart, he's legit, intelligent, he's just kind of ruthless, I have this idea that it's because he was, uh, you know, a fucking dork when he was younger, just like I was, but he uh, went a more vindictive way, and just kind of, you know, wants to get even, or something, I don't, I don't know, this 
got drunk on power. You know, he's he's been a senator for a while. And just doesn't really have anything positive to offer. But he could, you know. Even if, it was, even if he was only offering positive things and actually doing positive things because it would benefit him politically, which it would, you know. I think uh, for some reason I keep thinking that Rubio and Cruz, more so Rubio, like he has something in him to kind of just, you know, start some beginning of a, of a cascade of kind of dissent among the ranks, Republican Party ranks, where to just kind of isolate Trump and leave him on the island that he is, you know, like, um, all, all you guys got to do, Republicans, is, is just cut the dead weight. You got a bunch of guys, like Bill Weld, he, he's actually running for the Republican Party nomination, but they just went with Trump anyway. Oh, well, he's already the president, so let us nominate him again. Nah. Bill Weld, why didn't you nominate him? And then remove, remove Trump from office, apologize for what you did, say, whoops, yeah, we fucked up, sorry. But this guy here, this guy is the, much better. And then just hand the mic over to Bill Weld, see if you can actually turn, win over some moderate type people. Maybe you could, shit. Maybe I'll vote Republican for once, but I didn't happen. In uh, 2020, Republican Party just nominated for the second time the worst president in the history of our country. They're just going to, well, it's tradition. If you serve one term, you, you run for a second term. That is the tradition in the United States of America. And the organization that picked you in the first place, it's like they, it's like they can't do anything about it. It's just, well, that's, he's already the president, and he wants to run again. I guess we'll just let him. Like, what do you care about, Republican Party? Is, do you care about anything? Trump just cares about Trump. He sure as fuck don't care about you. I mean, all you gotta do is dump the dead weight. Like, and, uh... Because sooner the better, because, like, I, it scares me if the Republican Party becomes, like, too, too weak or whatever, or, or not even too weak, but just, because there's going to be create a vacuum, you know, there, there's, because there's millions of people that just are not going to vote Democrat, and the Democratic Party isn't that great either. Yes, they're, they're less bad than the Republicans, but there's, the main thing with them is just that it's huge. You know, it's a f massive range of political views in it because it's all the people who do not support as a primary objective tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations. That's what the Republican Party does. First thing Donald Trump signed into law was a tax cut for wealthy people and corporations. So Democrats generally are not primarily focused on those things. Usually they have many, many things ahead of those and generally speaking are opposed in most cases to those kind of tax cuts because they don't really benefit the society. They just benefit wealthy people. So that's that's really the only... That, that's what the Democrats offer usually. It's just like not going to government on taxpayer dollars and spending all their time making sure that wealthy people get more money. That seems like a big waste of time 
you know, and that's kind of what the Republicans do, though. You know, they campaign a whole bunch. They talk about all kinds of stuff to all kinds of people. And then they spend four years doing almost nothing except making sure that wealthy people get more money. And it's like, you don't have anything better to do, you know? Wealthy people, you, you want more money, go out and get it. Go out and earn it. Like your stories you like to say about how, oh, I picked myself up by my bootstraps and I made myself a self-made millionaire. <laughs> yeah, self-made. <laughs> no one ever is self-made. Ever. Ever. No one. In the most literal sense, but also in just no one is self-made. Everyone needs help. Assistance. You know. Helping hand. So, I, uh, anyway, it's good to vent about Trump because it's, uh, it, it's, uh, jarring and surreal and crazy and, it, but even not so much the seeing that he's the president. It's more like the seeing real live people here and there that are like, and, and talking their praises of him. It's just like, the fuck are you doing? Why are you, uh, why are you doing that? You know, like, what do you, do you just get the sort of, it, it's like there's a certain high in sort of agitating others. Uh, and I, and I can dig it. I mean, I, I kind of like just, just kind of poking a little bit with my goofy characters and stuff. Some of the mega folk that just say stuff that don't, make any sense and just you're kind of dumbfounded you know so yeah I'm kind of poking at a little but I'm, I'm not trying to elicit any violent response I'm just trying to like how do, how, how do we get you to think about this particular subject of Trump in a new light do you, do you just need to tilt your head a little bit and be like um or do you, is there a particular documentary you're going to find read or watch uh, book to read i mean what is it how does how does the the reality of that guy you know need need to be delivered to you so that you'll get it and you'll understand why he's dangerous and should not be president anymore and certainly should not be given a second term you know and i guess that's been the ongoing goal with this podcast rant for an hour and Hopefully there'll be some kind of tidbit in there that'll, that'll connect with someone that's kind of, you know, about to fall into the abyss of fucking, just, you know. If enough of the people that have supported him turn Republican Party stops him, you know, this could just be all over and get back to being a democratic society again. A novel idea. I hope we can do it. In the meantime, wear your mask, practice social distancing until this corona thing is over. Whatever the fuck that is. Stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.